wants to try my 18-layer dip. It's got beans, cheese, bird seed, guac, chocolate chip. One warning, if you're allergic to uh, peanuts or bee stings, I wouldn't eat it. What are you talking about? Who the hell are you talking to? Charlie Blackman is the batting champion, more like the ugly champion. If God doesn't like the Broncos, then why is the sky blue and the sunsets orange? This is Asia One Stop Shop for your Colorado Sports Brief. I'm your host, Matt Kennedy. If you have not done so already, please go ahead and like, subscribe, and share the ACE Sports Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just wherever you get your podcasting stuff. We have some of the absolute best conversations with local journalists, analysts, broadcasters, coaches, and athletes from the Colorado Collegiate and Professional Sporting World, as well as your local Colorado Sports Brief three days a week. And today, we are talking some Colorado basketball. I sound excited, but it's a little bit somber this morning because Colorado Buffalo season came to an end last night in Boulder after a heartbreaking loss to St. Bonaventure by a final score of 68-76 to in the first round of the NIT tournament. CU gets booted while the Bonnies move on to face Oklahoma in the second round. We're talking with Henry Chisholm of DNVR Buffs here in just a little bit. But before we do that, let's quickly recap what happened last night. Evan Batty, the senior for CU, ended his last game as a buff with 14 points, 5 rebounds. Keyshawn Bartholomew had a team-high 15 points, and Tristan De Silva had 13 points. The Buffaloes were held to 37% from the field in the second half and were outshot 40-29 to in the latter 20 minutes of the game. They were up by as many as 3 at halftime and led by as many as 10 in the first half. When it comes down to it, St. Bonaventure wanted to play more than CU did last night. It was a 9 p.m. game. St. Bonnie was just excited to keep the season going in CU. Well, they were disappointed that they didn't make it into the NCAA tournament. And that is my opinion. It's just straight up what Evan Batty and head coach Tad Boyle said after the game. Batty said, we weren't ready to play tonight, emotionally, mentally. They were happy to be here and happy to be in the NIT and happy to have the chance to compete in the dance while we didn't play with energy. And then Tad Boyle said, they were the better team tonight. Talking about St. Bonaventure. They were tougher than us tonight. They were the better executing team tonight, and they were the team that didn't want their season to end more than we did. I told our team at Shootaround today that the team that wins tonight is going to be the team that does not want their season to end more now. Assuming we both don't want our season to end more, who doesn't want it more? And it was St. Bonaventure. So with that, let's bring in the expert Henry Chisholm of DNBR Buffs to break down exactly what happened last night in the NIT tournament here on ACE. Alrighty, well, good Wednesday morning. And um, here today on the pod, Henry Chisholm of DNVR Buffs. And uh, Henry, we, I just asked you right before we press record, uh, what happened last night? Colorado Buffaloes losing to St. Bonaventure um, in, a, uh, in a tough 68-76 loss in the NIT tournament. I thought the bus played well. They led as many as 10, then led by three going into the, the halftime break. But then the second half, that's when that's when the gas kind of ran out of the tank for, for C. They have for 37% shooting. And while the Bonnie shot 56% themselves, and you just mentioned it, St. Bonaventure wanted it more. There's really no other way to cut it. Yeah, I mean, that's what it looked like. The, the Buffs just, the energy level wasn't what it was. And, and it's tough to see because, you know, they have the big win over Arizona where they play their best basketball of the season. They're, they're locked in against the number two team in the country. And, and then they come out for the last regular season game right mm-hmm. after that against Utah. And it's that same thing where they're really fired up. And we saw it at points in the tournament as well, a Pac-12 tournament. But but in this NIT game, for whatever reason, maybe it's a little bit of a Vegas hangover, just just a little bit of a lack of energy, some some struggles defending, um, and against a team that they should have been able to defend. Quite frankly, I mean, 
St. Bonaventure, first of all, St. Bonaventure is a good team. Oh, yeah, it's, it's absolutely not, not a great team, but all seniors in the starting lineup. Yep. I think they had, they had two of them play 40 minutes. The other two played at least 36 minutes and they had a rotation at center and, and, it, it, it was just a, a tough night. And that was a group of guys who wanted to keep playing basketball and the buffs just despite potentially like not, not having the energy, they still gave themselves a chance. I mean, it was yeah. a tie game with two yeah. minutes left, but missed some free throws, did yep. those sorts of, or it wasn't the free throws. It was a little bunny from Jabari that could have tied it up late and, and things just kind of spiraled from there. Well, and I thought so you had a tough time when the game got close and the two teams were just trading blows, which I think Tad Boyle said mm-hmm. post game. You just, you, you can't do that. You can't trade baskets in a game like this. Bonnie's went on that, on that 13 to four run in the second half, take the lead. And it just seemed like after that, the buffs couldn't necessarily take back that, uh, that momentum that they, that they tried to build up in the first half. The turnovers were a problem. They had a tough time getting in the paint with uh, Os- Osini, I think I'm pronouncing his name, mm-hmm. right. Um, their tall center who just, he just did a great job protecting the paint. Uh, he slowed down uh, Jabari Walker, good amount. He finished with 13 points floor high, 10 rebounds after the game. Boyle again said, you can't trade bass. It's going to get like this. And I agree with him because late in those, the, uh, late in the game, those runs by, by St. St. Bonaventure really cost the buffs. Totally. And, and, I mean, it was it was easily the worst game of the season for Jabari Walker. Yeah. Um, and he's he's been kind of the steady contributor all year. But outside of the CSU Bakersfield game, which is when he got hurt, he only played four minutes. Yeah. This is only the second time all season that he didn't get to double digit points. And and for a guy who has 17 double doubles, it's notable that he didn't get to t- double digit rebounds either. Right. So, so just some real struggles from him. Again, I just think it's kind of a Vegas hangover. I think it's a team that thought they had a chance to to go win that tournament and go to the NCAA tournament. And getting fired up for the NIT wasn't the same for them as it was for a St. Bonaventure team that probably saw this as a very good result for them. Yeah, their season was going to keep going. I mean, they're not, they're the number five seed. They knew they weren't going to make it into the NCAA tournament, but the Buffs they were they were still rather hopeful. And then their names didn't get called. Instead, they saw teams like Rutgers get in. And then they got to turn around. They didn't have a whole lot of preparation for St. Bonaventure. I think they had what one or two days to really just get ready for a game like this. And mm-hmm. in a game, in a game like that, it really just who wants it more. And well, the end result was the end result. So Henry, uh, when you look back at the season, um, give me one positive thing you learned from this from the buffs, and then one negative thing you saw from Colorado this year. I think we saw growth. I, I think we saw them get a lot better as the season progressed. You know, outside of this last game in the tournament, I think that we saw them play their best basketball at the end of the season. Um, obviously, you, you finish with a win against Arizona, then a blowout win yeah. over Utah. Yeah. Then you beat Oregon in the Pac-12 tournament, and you, you give Arizona a scare in the Pac-12 tournament too. So I, I think that that's probably the most exciting piece with such a young team, um, you know, with – Keyshawn Bartholomew is still young. You've got KJ Simpson. You've got I mean, seven of the eight guys who are, who are in that rotation are freshmen and sophomores. Yeah. And so that's all you wanted to see was just that they are moving in the right direction. So that's, that's the positive that I take away is that, you know, we'll, we'll see if Jabari Walker comes back. Um, if he does, then this is a really, really good core. It's a, it's a team that could compete for PAC 12 title next year. Right. Um, and otherwise, you know, you've got some solid pieces and, Things change now in the off season. You know, there's the transfer portal. There's all that sort of stuff. So you got to see who's still around and, and who you add. But it's it's a good group for the next few years, at least. Um, and, and on the negative side, I mean, it's Evan Batty's last year and you didn't get him to the tournament. 
And I think that that's, that's the one thing that's really going to stand out. You know, he did have his, his moment against Arizona, a senior night, they, they pull off the upset. He's up right. on the scorers table, giving his speech. So, so you do have that. Um, it's not like he left empty handed, but you want to send somebody like that out on, on a, on a higher note than an NIT game, especially an NIT home loss. So I think that that's probably the one that, that I'll remember and be a little bit disappointed by. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I would much rather have the photo of, of Evan Batty swarmed, you know, after the, after the photo against Arizona, that being his last memory at the CU event center, but instead it's a, it's a loss in the NIT tournament. So it, it is what it is. Um, Every game is not a fantasy and we don't live in a movie. So sadly, this isn't the way that the season came to an end. Um, but Henry basketball is done and we're immediately switching back into football spring season. You mentioned the pro days today. You're going to be heading there right after this. Uh, give me a couple of things to look out for. Which players is a is CU trying to send to the draft? And what are you most excited about when it comes to today's pro day for CU? Yeah. So today th- there's six players who are going to be a part of Colorado's pro day. Um, but there's really two who have a real chance to get drafted. Um, barring, who knows, maybe somebody goes out there and runs a 4-3 or something. And you say, <laughs> well, yep, I guess I guess this guy's going too. But uh, Carson Wells, Nate Landman, that's kind of what the yep. show's about today. And, yep. and those are the, the, the two real leaders from the team last year. I mean, Nate Landman, the, he, he broke the longest streak in CU history, at, at least 50 years. It was 50. I can't remember what the... Football season was so long ago now, but the <laughs> longest streak in a very long time without an All-American. Um, and then you have Carson Wells, who, I mean, he, he was second in the nation last year in tackles for loss per game. Um, so a couple linebackers to look out for. And for both of them, it's really the, the mobility sort mm-hmm. of stuff. You know, you'll look at the three cone and the shuttle, but I mean, the 40-yard dash is what everybody's always paying attention yeah, to. Yeah. Um, I saw uh, Carson tweeted out the, the I am speed gif from uh, cars this morning. So, you, so you'll have to see that. But, but I really think that it's, it's just the mobility of, of those yeah. two guys that, that's going to stand out. And I think Nate at the combine was in the four eights, which probably isn't like it's not a good time, but it's not a huge surprise for a guy like Nate Lamon either. So if he can get that down to like a four seven, right, that could be worth some money for him. Um, yeah, and then with Carson, that four seven four six range is what you're hoping for. Uh huh. Uh huh. But but when it comes to Nate, he's a he's a ten yard he's a ten yard speed guy, man. That that's that's totally. all he needs that, that explosiveness and and then forty yard time. It is what it is. But um. But Henry, hey brother, thanks so much for the time. We really appreciate it. Sorry to make you get up early this morning, but you're probably gonna get up early <laughs> after the game. E- those ESPN games, man. Why why do they have so many media timeouts? Why do they start them so late? I feel like that was another reason why CU may not have been on, on their, on their game last night. Such a, a late start time. Say Bonaventure is like, we're here. Might as well play anyway. Right. And exactly. Like, oh, well, man, it's 9 p.m. Tad brought that up too last night and, and he wasn't making excuses last night. He basically was talking about the season, the whole, but he did bring up like you have those, those five guys who start for St. Bonaventure. They play almost the whole game. Yeah. It helps when you have those four minute TV timeouts when you're on ESPN yeah. too. And that's something he pointed out. It's like, Hey, that's that is smart. Yeah. Yeah, so good for them. Bonnie's are moving on to face Oklahoma. See you. They get to look through ones. But uh, but Henry, thanks so much, brother. I always appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. 
Big shout out and thank you to Henry Chisholm today for joining us on ACE. And let's go ahead and get you your new ACE rundown. We're going to do every single episode your top stories from the last day or two from Colorado Sports. First off, Colorado Mesa Mavericks were knocked out of the NCAA tournament last night after losing to Black Hill State in the South Central Regional Championship in the D2 tournament down in Lubbock, Texas. It was CMU's first appearance to the Sweet 16, as well as Black Hill State. The Yellow Jackets now move on to the Elite Eight in Evansville. Second, Colorado Avalanche had another shutout last night when they took down the LA Kings 3-0 on the road. The Avs scored goals in every single period, including one from Mika Ratanen and another from JT Comfer. The Avs now have 43 wins, which is, of course, the most of the entire NHL. They have a couple of days off before they take on San Jose on Friday. CU basketball may be done, but the Buffs pro day is today, as you heard Henry Chisholm talk about. CU linebacker Nate Landman is the man to watch. The All-American is for sure going to make a splash in the NFL draft pool, and today is his pro day in Boulder. Then finally, the next thing on the docket for us will be CSU as the Rams are playing the NCAA tournament with a 10-15 a.m. tip-off time tomorrow against number 11 Michigan in the South region to kick off the first round. CSU is making their first NCAA appearance since 2013. And we'll be talking some CSU Rams with Justin Michael of DNVR Rams here on Friday to help break down the Rams' hopeful win against the Michigan Wolverines. That's for today. That is all she wrote. We will see you guys then. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share this episode and the ACE Sports Podcast wherever you get your podcasting shove. Serve with a friend if you want to give them some good Colorado sports rundown three times a week. We'll see you guys on Friday. Peace.